and welcome to Tell the Damn Story. I am Christopher Ryan, an award-winning hybrid author, teacher, multi-platform creative, and former award-winning journalist. Also on the mic is Kids Comic Con and the Color of Comics Exposition founder, Alex Simmons, an award winner since 1996, including an Inkpot Award from the San Diego Comic Con and three Glyph Awards from the East Coast Black Age of Comics Con. He has written Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan, Batman, Superman, and Scooby-Doo, among so many more beloved characters, and is the creator of the legendary African-American soldier of fortune, Aaron Blackjack Day, whose 1930s adventures comment on today's social problems. On Tell the Damn Story, we celebrate the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully, along the way, help you decide how you want to tell your own damn story. Alex Simmons! Yes, Chris Ryan! Yes, it is me, it is you, it is us. We we have done the impossible. Have we? What did we do? What did we do? Oh, mere mortals said, those two? (laughs) Those two? They'll never get to episode 200. (laughs) They would never do that much work for their dozen... Uh, members of their audience. Yes, we would. <laughs> yes, we would. Yes, you would. And you did. And we and are we here. Did. Yes, right here. here. Well, you were there. And you're where you are, which is yes. where? Uh, I am in the blue void. <laughs> For those of you who can't see the visuals here. Yes. There's no visuals. There's yeah. none. There's just, <laughs> it's just me and a light, pale blue void. It's That's like where a cabana boy or pool yeah. boy here. Yeah. But you're on vacation. So, you're on vacation. I, I'm on a little bit of a vacation. This is um, this void is brought to you by my sister's summer home uh, in southern Jersey, and everybody else is in the pool. Yeah. And they turn the music on, so it's just outside, and they uh, it's a little early for. Um, libations but they're splashing around wasn't that a 50s rock group <laughs> the libations yes. the libations yes. Woo. Okay. i think they opened for the big bopper yeah but they didn't they did. get on the plane thank god so <laughs> oh, god. no american pie for them there yeah, you go. This, this episode of the alex simmons time machine was brought to you by chris ryan <laughs> all right so ladies and gentlemen uh alex and i uh discussed for about 50 episodes. So that's about 50 weeks. What we would do for the 200th episode. And, um, you know, man plans and God laughs. <laughs> and uh, we had so, oh, so many plans. Yes, multiple. And fate uh, or the good Lord or some guy uh, in a computer room in Detroit, somebody said no to all our plans. <laughs> and um, Alex being the spiritual, spiritually connected human being that he is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, spoke to me earlier this week and said, sometimes you have to accept the message that's being sent. <laughs> Which is episode 200 is meant to be just us. That's That's right. right. And there's a justice to just us, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So today, Alex, you and I are going to look back at our 199 previous episodes. Well, you know, actually, we're going to go back even further than that. But 
I'll, I'll let you finish your wonderful whoa. intro. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Further than that. <laughs> Back when we were just zygotes. <laughs> So we're actually going to go back and we're going to look oh, at not uh, that far? Some, some of the episodes. Yes, we're going to look at some of the episodes and some of the people, yeah. uh, both both in, uh, emerging writers, uh, established writers, celebrities, uh, some of the wonderful tips and experiences yeah. and uh, stories and interviews about the writing process and all the things that we've done. Actually, I found out two things because I don't remember these things. I have to go and I have to look. Our 200th episode, which is today, actually the number one to 199, the number one episode for this actually started when we jumped onto this particular platform or the particular platform of anchor.fm. In other words, when we went to podcasting primarily. But actually, Actually, the original actually, tell the actually, damn story. Gents, actually, the original tell the damn story with with Chris Ryan and myself and Tim, Tim Fielder, Fielder. co-founder. Tim Fielder, right, artist extraordinaire, actually started back in April. That's actually it was April twenty fourth of two thousand fifteen. Six years ago. What? Yes. So we've what? actually, actually, there are more. And it was on a different platform. Yes, it was on YouTube. It was and on YouTube, and, and you can still find those. Yes, they're rare. Can, no matter how much you run. That's right. Uh, yes, but you can still find. And, you know, there were a lot of visual things, because Tim was giving tips on art, artistry and how he did yeah. not only well, drawing, it, but all it the got, It got funky, because computer. while we, you and I talked, he would just draw, yeah. and then he started drawing... He was drawing quickly things we were talking about. Yeah. And yeah. then he came and he drew, he, it was a Tim-centric episode, and he drew what became a cover of our Blackjack freebie. Yeah. And then challenged us to write the story for it. There you go. And what was the na- What was ultimately the name of that story? Um, a Red Star. Um, oh, oh, something of the Red Star. That, that's bad. That's bad. Something of the Red Star. What was it? It's something? the... Challenge. I don't want to do with the flag. Yeah, no, it's the red star. It's, it's something of the red star. Yeah, I haven't looked at yeah. that particular. Because I'm going to look it up for us. We've done books and stories since then. But but if you remember Rise, that, Rise of the Red Star. Rise of the Red Star. Rise and of the Red my, Star. Uh, and what was my reaction to that challenge? Uh, you immediately took off like a bat out of hell. And, I and, and remember, remember, well, uh, welcome back, Carter. Let's yeah. go with the Alex Simmons time machine again. Uh, it was like Horshack. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like a and, combination um, of Horshack and Tootie from Car 54. Yeah. See, that's my way back machine moment there. And ladies and gentlemen, you can get Rise of the Red Star for free if you go on to my website, uh, Chris Ryan writes, or Alex Simmons. Which website should they go to? Blackjack Adventures. Blackjackadventures.com. Yeah. And you can get it for free, and yeah. uh, you can marvel. Watch at no, no pun intended. You can marvel at the great cover by Tim Fielder, and then see what we did with the story. Um, but yeah, that's that. That was a creation right here. Yeah. Uh, we also had um, uh, some of our dozen listeners. Um, you know the vast audience. We have an audience of dozens. Um, 
they wrote in with a story challenge for us one time. Yep. And yep. we wrote stories about that um, and read them out, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Well, the, the whole thing was, you know, again, what we've tried to do with the show over the years is, is really take you through the creative process from our POV, from other people's, other artists and writers and illustrators' point of view, um, giving tips and things like that, and, and just really trying to be supportive and also, uh, what would I call it, you know, bang the drum for the arts because the arts are, you know, quite often uh, lost in the shadows, but really are saving graces. It's one of the things that gets a lot of human beings through some very hard times. And, and also imagination and the arts are one of the things that are put down the most in just the average individual who maybe has an idea, would love to write something, would love to draw something, would love to dance or whatever. And people are going, oh, get a real job, do this, do that, do that. It's always getting beaten down. And I think that, you know, one of our things was to say, you know, whether you want to try to be an artist uh, on a professional level or you're doing it for yourself, either way, it's valid. Expressing yeah, yourself yeah. is valid. And you um, can go for and, it. And we, we show that support for Tim Fielder and the strength of his storytelling, even when he didn't finish the art, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. after Charlottesville, he sent us, I think it was eight pages of sketches yes. for something that, if I remember correctly, it was called Seconds Left to Live. Yep. Uh, once again. Another I, Blackjack I, I, story, yeah. The Blackjack story. And again, I did ooh, 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 ooh. And I wanted to give something a shot. And um, I think it was the Our Father I used, or the Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and that was that was the sum total of the uh, text for the story. That's how powerful Tim's very loose sketches were, and um, we did it for Charlottesville, and, and the idea was to get it finished, but Tim Fielder exploded into a multi-galaxy uh, uh, superstar. And, uh, I mean, his fame went, might I say, infinitum. Yeah. And but uh, yeah. available now anywhere a book is uh, uh, sold. Um, but it was so busy that he, he did not get to get back to that. And and then George Floyd happened. And, you know, we talked again. And, and, you know, I mean, it takes it takes time. You can't whip out art in a half an hour. Um, so with Tim's blessing, you and I uh, presented that on an episode of yeah. uh, Tell the Damn Story where we showed the, um, the sketches, again, with Tim's blessing, mm -hmm. and read the... Um, I actually think you should have read it, not me, because you have more experience with voiceover. So knock on wood, I'd, I'd hate for there to be another tragedy that inspires us, but maybe sometime we'll do that. Then it will well, be all three of us uh, combining uh, well, you know, skills. Get the, get the band back together, you know, yeah. that sort of thing would be cool. But, you know, one of the, one of the things, again, uh, yes, it's, it's terrible that, that tragedy was the inspiration for... For, for those two moments that you're talking about. But again, uh, Tim and you and I also really did sort of just dig down and give really good examples of what it is like 
to create a comic book or to create mm -hmm. story mm -hmm. and create characters and to build a story plot and and what it's like to plot along sometimes when it's not easy it's not coming to you when yeah. you're confused and you're lost and i think that you know again if if anyone wants to look for the um, YouTube episodes, that's great. You'll see more of Tim. And funky. You'll never see anything like that. No one did, no one did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's just say there was wasn't so professional funny. camera work and all that. You know, the studio, you know, execs didn't fork up a lot of money for that one. So yeah, that, do it all was, itself, right? that was when our, our budget was 18 cents. Yeah, well, that and a pack of gum. No. That's we've we've renegotiated. Re re We're up to twenty seven cents now. Yeah, so. right. Well, you know, I think it was really good Big. the way you handled the threat that you'd walk Big out budget. if we didn't get that's that right. extra. I will. Extra I will pennies. crawl out. That's what I said. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, ladies well, and gentlemen, yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to say something, but you say something. No, first. please, please. Go no, ahead, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to dive into long lists. So, okay, better, better you speak. Well, then let me just do this quickly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, the we had episode one was April twenty fourth of two thousand fifteen. That was episode one of Tell the Damn Story, complete on YouTube. Yes. And there's about um, I I think there's about twenty nine or thirty uh, videos that I can put my hands on That's that we amazing. went through that we did that. So this uh, is our two hundred thirtieth episode. If you, and you know yeah. nobody celebrates two hundred thirty like <laughs> Tell the Damn Story. Right. <laughs> but our <laughs> but our first episode on Anchor was February 25th, 2018. There you go. So starting from there, we, we built consistently as a podcast. So We built this city. Yeah. We, wait, wait, wait. We Justin Airplane's going to be right mad there. at us. So uh, go ahead. You're going to hit on a list. Well, here. you know, we were talking about um, how we've tried to kind of be a free... Um, writer's school, you know, and um, I, I've made a list. Well, there's a couple of lists, but we'll do chunk of time. Lists, actually. Yeah. So if, if you're looking for writing advice or how to, I got a few things that we've covered as a means of teaching writing. Now, this was just a quick list over the 200 podcasts there's some other stuff you can find on youtube as we've established but let's see uh, and they are in no order because it just got too crazy for me so go to the podcast go to tell a damn story go to you know all episodes and scroll through whatever you need yeah there'll but be a link here for you folks yeah Look included in there and alex uh i know i know this never happens on tell the damn story but uh, should there be something that you want to, you know, make a comment about, just stop me. Chris, don't wait, because you know, that's never happened on 200 episodes. But, well, let's just say it's not that easy to stop you new. sometimes, but okay, go ahead. And, and we've never talked over each other either. Yeah, right. So, right. You know why? You know why? Because yeah, we're so damn polite, yes. That's right. We're I tell you one thing we, we also have never done is we never give spoilers. So there you go. That's where we've never, never done spoilers. <laughs> yes. The rest of the world is like... Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, well, to that end, yes. next week, the 201st podcast episode, I want to do a deep dive into Loki, and that will be long enough to talk about the finale, yes? Right, that's okay. absolutely true, yes. But we're saving that for Alex, so we're not spoiling it. Dozens, <laughs> dozens of listeners out here are going like this. Woo! 
because I didn't see anything spoiled in the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. But anyway, looking, so your list, your yeah, list. This is like uh, writing school kind of advice, right? How to kind of stuff. Uh, among other things, we've talked about meeting deadlines, mm-hmm. uh, creating suspects or and red herrings, um, feeding the muse. Lynch books and how to uh, publish independently. Um, we've talked about um, horror and Halloween style stories. Um, we talked about your course, Get Your Right On. We've talked about cozy mysteries. We used both DC uh, Cinematic Universe and Marvel Cinematic Universe as tools to show examples of. Uh, writing styles or characterizations mm-hmm. or world building. Um, we talked about how to write through COVID and how to get back out there post COVID. Talked about cozy mysteries, uh, getting support from organizations like Sisters in Crime, Mystery Writers of America, Horror Writers of America, and so on. Um, we've talked about working through illness or Self-care, how to know the difference. I I think I I will jump in right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Simmons. Yeah, right. I will say there that we've had actually several episodes dealing with that from different angles. Uh, One of them that stands out is we had uh, an author who talked about his battle with depression. Yep, that's coming up. Yep, and he uh, is successful in the comic book writing industry. And has, uh, I think he's got um, a particular project. I won't mention it right now, but, you know, stay with us for, you know, a few mm-hmm. more episodes. It'll come back. But anyway, he's got a project right now that I believe has been optioned. So that's pretty cool. But, you know, again, even with things working right, sometimes we get into a funk. And depending on the level of that funk, it impacts on us tremendously. So we've had people talk about that. We've actually had a conversation with two different psychologists on, on again, uh, not only the writer or the creator's mindset in terms of dealing with, you know, challenges, trauma, and adversity, but also in how certain uh, pop culture material impacts Genres, yeah. or reflects, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So well, we, go, and, and we go deep sometimes. We do you know go deep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, both of those psychologists talked about um, using pop culture to help access trauma and deal with trauma and Mm -hmm. heal, you know, Mm -hmm. and I mean, superheroes and horror, you would think, well, that, that has no place in a a therapy session. And we were, we were able to, by listening to them, prove, no, they're there. Yeah. Uh, So talk about self-care. Sometimes just need to sit down and watch a superhero movie or get a good scare. And, you know, Um, also we talked about uh, the business Often we talked about the business of um, writing and publishing and Holly Weird and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we talked about the Twilight Zone and how it's a good, another good example of studying a piece of pop culture to see, you know, you take it apart to see how it, how it was put back together. And, and we've talked and, about both and, old and new. Right, exactly. Because that the other thing that we were able to show with that by talking about Twilight Zone, Rod Serling versus Twilight Zone, um, Jordan Peele, is how society, where society is at a certain time, 
reflects the art and the art reflects them and the sensibilities because the Twilight Zone episodes, uh, a la Rod Serling, definitely dealt with issues, with yeah. social issues and things yeah. like that. And so does Jordan Peele's uh, yeah. reboot or remake of The Twilight Zone. But again, the sensibilities of society and the artists who are driving these projects are different. And right. so it's just interesting to see how they approach it. And since you've brought that up, we've also talked about uh, when the issue was Michael B. Jordan as Superman, pro or con, or can mm. that happen? We've also talked about um, uh, the use of N-words and how yep. you and I had a conversation. Uh, and we had surprisingly different stances on whether Blackjack's the N-word should be in Blackjack, you know? Mm. And uh, I was adver- just adamant that we, that word shouldn't be used, and you had a whole different view on it. Um, we also talked about whether or not I, it was something that I came up with and I was concerned with, especially with the rise of cancel culture and this kind of weird um, uh, judgment or rulemaking that uh, is out there on social media now. Like, you can't do this. And uh, we had a, at least two episodes when we talked about can I, as you know, a pale human, Right, uh, Blackjack, who is uh, has more richly hued than I am. Um, he of the darker hue, yeah, rich brown, uh, as opposed to fading fast, translucent than I am. Uh, <laughs> but but we, you know, we had. Uh, uh, I was exploring that as you know what you could and couldn't do, and Alex had a very strong. Uh, uh, some statements on that. So if that's something you're struggling with, yeah. you know, jump in and find those. Um... And, and again, I think even in that conversation, which was specific in terms of dealing with race, uh, but it also, the, I, at least I feel the analogy and the, my response to it uh, goes, goes larger than that, covers a larger field, because it really, you know, the bottom line of it, of it is do your homework. Yeah, and, yeah. and and that's that's a creed that every writer should live by, no matter what he or she, they, them, whatever. When you're writing something that isn't your life experience or isn't um, the world in which you live, then do your homework. And yeah. if you want to get it right, do your homework. And we spoke about that um, uh, regarding LBGTQ characters as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you know, I didn't get all the letters and I apologize. Um, and... Um, Divination, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the full title there, but um, having gotten great feedback from them and and the blessing of support from a community that you might not be a member of, but you're trying to uh, include and, and some guidance on how to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, they were so nice of them. Divination Hollow, I think it was called. And uh, that's the website, uh, .com, I guess. And you know, they were looking for horror with representation. Uh, and I thought, well, the scariest thing, you know, a member of the LGBTQ community could go through is, you know, being made to suffer for who they are and learned that's exactly the story they don't want to revisit. They want to be included in a, you know, in a horror or in an adventure as a member of the community, which is what I did in Genius High. 
Um, so I kind of overthought it and they were very generous in like Alex was when we were talking about whether or not I could write blank check, you know, he, I mean, he wanted to reach through, you know, uh, the laptop and smack me on the top of my forehead, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and divination hollow was not, they did. I never felt the slap on the forehead. They were very supportive. So, <laughs> um, what else? Strange, strange you earthlings. Yes. Go ahead. Go. Um, Alex Simmons's time machine is also a mini, uh, writing, uh, masterclass on uh, examples of uh, stuff from the past um, and in Alex's case often the way past um, that is still holds up as an example of this kind of style or that kind of writing style or you know um, a twist in how the hero might save somebody or, or, or whatever and I, I want to just uh, sh- share there because I had an experience uh, with that recently um, with the class with your, with your time machine with my time machine and, and a bunch of young folk uh, I teach uh, at the New York Film Academy I teach uh, screenwriting and storytelling and I was working very recently with uh, a group of teenagers and when I say teenagers I mean you know somewhere like 16, 15, 16 uh, that, that range and um, part of the uh, process was screening some films and then analyzing them. Right. And so I, I reached around to have like three different, very different kinds of films. And one of them was um, Rear Window, uh, uh, you know, the yeah. Alfred Hitchcock Rear Window. It's classic. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, 1954 is when the film was made. All right? Way so I, before my time. Yes, I was, I, was, I was here. I won't say how old I was, but I was here. But I was not in the movie. And so I, I showed this film, you know, which runs almost two hours, uh, to this group of teens. And then we had a two-part experience after that. One was getting their reaction to the film. And I was pleasantly surprised uh, because of the sensibilities of the film and, and a number of the storytelling elements. I was pleasantly surprised to see how the teenagers actually all enjoyed the film, although they all had certain, you know, reactions that were not as favorable to certain parts of it, but that was to be expected, and that was fine. But what was more exciting to me was I broke them up into two groups and said, okay, how would you take this theme and these three central characters and tell this story now through your lens, right? Which is a great exercise. Right. So one group did something that was, um, shall we say, more conventional, Mm-hmm. but interesting and then the other group went bonkers and they made it um really so i got to share this because it's the excitement of creativity and imagination and just going for it for those of you who don't know the plot of rear windows it's a guy who's sitting in his apartment overlooking a courtyard a backyard courtyard so he can see the apartments of many of his neighbors and he over he happens to be looking when he suspects that there was a murder committed and it's all about what he does and tries to do to convince the police and everybody that there was a murder. Right. And so, this has been stolen recently in like Girl, Girl on a Train and what. They're yeah. all, they yeah. all yeah. owe it. That trope is fairly, fairly yeah. familiar. Yeah. So what they did was, instead of it being the neighbors that you could see across a courtyard, they made it multidimensional. And a character who accidentally found a portal that allowed him to drop into or pass through into three different dimensions. Wow. And, and he witnesses these incidents. I won't give away too much, but he went, witnesses these incidents, including a murder 
which the way they set it up not only impacts that he can't affect what he saw in any of these 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 sort of jumps he can't interact with everyone but he can see these things so he witnesses this murder and when he gets back to his own dimension what he saw will directly impact on him and the other characters within his dimension that he has to interact oh, that's with. cool yeah i mean it was fantastic so again it's it's partially about the flexibility of your of your mind and your imagination and not judging not right. immediately saying that oh that's probably a dumb idea or probably can't do it it's like can i do this and what if mm -hmm. and what and if? and those kind of exciting moments the playing with the pieces that's exciting and then it's the the work is in making it manifest and so mm -hmm. i was just saying that you know what we've done with with tell the damn story over the years and over the multiple episodes is is try to encourage that in mm -hmm. in, in our listeners however many or few there are to 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 have that experience for themselves as well as for the benefit of you know their potential audience. Yeah, and you know I, I will own up to you saw much more grace from Alex just then than you saw from me because uh, I said um, you know rear window had been stolen <laughs> for things like girl on a train and all that sort of stuff, and he was like, well, it's been an influence, and so it's you know, <laughs> and of course we understand that. Uh, Alex learned that grace in elementary school from his classmate, Abe Lincoln. So, uh, <laughs> it was Betsy I, Ross, but you know, get it right. you, you know, know Betsy one, was really graceful. She yeah. was classy that Betsy. Yeah, good. Um, Her and Harriet used to hang by the swings later, you know, anyway. Yeah. This is, this is kind of becoming a little bit of, uh, a window into, you know, looking back and little mini lessons for people. So I'm going to give you one or two, um, what, two more that I'd love you to react to, because we have also spoken about kind of given a how-to and our experiences in public speaking. Mm. And if you had to say one thing to people on our 200th episode, what would you tell them about public speaking if they were going to read their story in public for the first time or be on a panel for the first time? Well, you know, I, I, I would, you know, a lot of people are not as comfortable with that experience and nervous or shy or whatever. And I would say, you know, you do things a, to try and help you settle into the, the, the reality that you're going to do it. And, and one of those is rehearse, you know, whatever the material is that you're going to be presenting, or even if you're going to be speaking from the heart, if you can give yourself an opportunity to say, okay, what am I going to be talking about? And if it's something written, read through it, speak mm -hmm. it out loud. If you have an opportunity mm -hmm. to run it by a few people before you get out there, fine. But if, if it's going to be like, I only got an hour or a half hour, read through it so that you can, you know, become more familiar with the material as it's laid out. Right. If right. you're going to be speaking from the heart, you know, and you're on a panel or something like that, become as comfortable as you can with the fact that you're going to be speaking about something you know. Right. You know, it's conversation. You do not have to sound like a Harvard graduate unless you happen to be one. You know, but the reality is you're going to speak about something that you have done or you have thought about or you have experienced and you're sharing that view. Right. And so take your time, choose your words as best you can mm -hmm. and be you right right just just try and be natural i have been in multiple situations both 
locally, nationally, and internationally. And consistently, the thing that has helped me the most is to be myself. You know, and I can be a wacky, you know, weird kind of guy. And, and there are appropriate places for that. But I don't try not to be Alex Simmons. I don't try to be something I'm not. I right. can't you know, up, raise or lower the level of how exuberant I might be or funny or talkative or whatever. But ultimately, I've got to be myself right. no matter where right. I go. And I'd say the same thing for, for anybody who's going to be doing any kind of public speaking or sales is be yourself. Excellent. And I would give, I would invert one of the classic pieces of um, advice. You know, people always say, well, if you're nervous before you public speak, imagine the audience in their underwear. And I find that, I find that very distracting. <laughs> What's that guy doing wearing a thong? <laughs> Wait, she's wearing Wonder Woman underoos at her age? You know, it's just, it's distracting. So yeah. if you want to relax, don't imagine them in their underwear. Imagine they're fully clothed and you're in your underwear. And then look down and you'll say, oh, my God, I have pants. What a break. And you'll be so... <laughs> a, a, another no, one Alex. is don't look at him at all. <laughs> you know? Alex, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm yeah, I, I, I think you're here. You need help. You know, um, the other one is, yes, you can look above the heads of your audience. When you're on a stage or something, Straight look down. towards the back of the room or the, the, the auditorium or wherever. Look above their heads. And speak to the that that area, yeah. you know, because it'll yeah, look like to the them middle, like the at. middle void there, yeah, like this right. room. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one other one that we get uh, as far as you know this writing course aspect of tell the damn story. Um, can you speak a little bit about the positive influence of failing? Ah, because <laughs> we had a couple of episodes about that. We had episodes about it. Plus, we 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 blew a few episodes. You know? What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, like well, it's because I was in my underwear. Go see the under Ruth, under Ruth. Go it see was, the uh, yes. go and see they were Wonder Woman videos, which yeah. was surprising to me. Yeah, but I uh, would. <laughs> oh God, I would. I would say that you know it, it's sometimes difficult to see the positivity of failure, but the reality is, uh, more often than not, you, something's not going to work. It's it's just not, you know. You can you can go for a hundred percent and and you'll get sixty five and you'll feel like you failed. Yeah, well, maybe you didn't get a hundred, but you got sixty five. And uh -huh. so part of it is recognizing that you did it, that you went for it, uh -huh. that you you took that step, no matter how nervous you were or how unsure you were, or the fact that not everything was perfect or prepared the way you wanted it to be, but you still took that step. Learn from those moments and and i won't even say mistakes but learn from the moments that didn't work out exactly the way you wanted or envisioned they would what why didn't they it's, it's the same thing when when people are critiquing a film and i do this in particular with my students say oh i didn't like that i didn't like him or i didn't like her i said oh really why and you see them go right. well you know i, I just as a, as a plain old audience, you know, which you're, you're going to go home now and you're going to be a plumber or whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to try and create your own story or perform in your own pieces, then you need to be able to dissect or analyze why something did or did not work for you. So what did you feel? So again, in terms of, you know, maybe something didn't go the way you wanted it to, why? 
right. try and identify that and decide what you want to do about that going forward. Not backwards, mm -hmm. not standing still, but going forward, what can I do to make it better the next time? Right. Because we don't uh, fail, then we don't learn, we don't grow. And, and the other thing is, you know, have realistic goals. You know, yeah. I recently got a story rejected from um, Famous Monsters Unleashed, right? I just love the idea of this anthology that's coming out, right? And I, I knew that it was 75% assigned stories mm -hmm. and that they had filled up the remaining 25% almost completely. They had estimated there was a room for somewhere between two and six stories. Now, I had recently joined Horror Writers Association, and and they uh, uh, was a class a classic monsters unleashed. I think is what it's called. They post there, so they were keeping kind of count for everybody, and it was just so much fun seeing all these people I know. Jim Beard was one of them. All or you know, either um, saying I'm still going to uh, submit, or I just got rejected, but I you know I love the company that I was, I was just inspired and I had this idea. I said, you know what? It's, it's a great writing assignment, okay? and great exercise. So I wrote the story and um, it combined some of my loves. I can tell it now because it was not accepted. Um, you had to do some of the you know, classic universal monsters. Which is the mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, Dracula werewolf, Wolfman. right? Wolfman, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and some you could name by name, and some you didn't. And all Bride of Frankenstein as well. Okay. And I didn't really name any of them by name. Like the Wolfman, I referred to as Lonnie, Lon Chaney Jr., right? Right. Okay. And um, uh, etc. That kind of style. But there's this um, bar in uh, L.A. Uh, Hollyweird um, called the Scum and Villainy Cantina, right? <laughs> And it's designed, right? It's designed like the famous scum and villainy uh, uh, or the uh, cantina in Star Wars. Right. Okay. Wretched hole of a uh, 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 hive of scum and villainy, right? So that's where the name came from. Uh, so I just imagine, you know, that that place would attract some cosplayers. So it wasn't that far a leap to say if the actual universal monsters were monsters that performed in the Universal Films as a job, right? <laughs> Where could they go and hang out and just talk but the scum and villainy cantina, right? <laughs> so I wanted to write that story, and I understood going in that, you know, when you say, well, the chances are slim to none, they were much closer to none, than, and, and it did get rejected, but and it had a great supportive rejection letter. Those are always welcome. Um, you know, if you can't get accepted, you know, as, as long as they're nice. Yeah, right, know. really. Uh, right. Don't quit your day um, job. You're right. <laughs> but, you know, now I have a story that should I find a market that is somehow similar or looking for a Halloween, I can have fun with that, you know, dust it off, maybe apologize, send it out again. But I have met that goal. If you had said, well, I must... You know, if I don't get published in there, then I'm not a writer. That's unrealistic. 
mm. you know, because mm. of how much of the book was already filled. Same thing if you're reading, right? Um, first time I went up for a public reading, the goal was to not die. You know, if I could get up, read it, and get out of there with a pulse, <laughs> that, that, that was the goal, right? right? Anything after that, like if I was coherent, yeah. or if the people were interested enough to ask questions, that, that's all gravy, you know? But sometimes, you know, there's people who have unrealistic expectations. You, I was you know, at the. You I was know, at one, the of the, one of the things I do in that situation, I, I used to do ahead. a lot, was um, there was an old Abbott and Costello movie, uh, something about the riverboat and everything. And there's a scene where Costello, who wants to be an actor on this riverboat, gets his chance to do a stand up comedy for the audience on the riverboat. And he tells this lame joke. And at the end of the punchline, it is so dead quiet in that room that after a beat pause, you hear crickets. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I would play that in my head just before yeah. certain tense moments. And, and I would figure, if I don't hear crickets, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? there, there's a famous comedian, I'm not going to name his name, but he went to um, the improv and Catch a Rising Star, and you know, all the big guys were there, and he would get a minute, you know, and his stuff would bomb. And he said, and I didn't care because I wanted to be in the room. I wanted to be able to stand along those guys. And they were kind enough to say, listen, that one has potential. Just reverse the punchline or this or that. He goes, and that was where I learned rewriting. And that's where I learned, you know, or take the mic and put it a little further from you or this or that. Mm -hmm. It was just those little, and that's all that's all learning your chops and yep. the same thing with any of this. So be realistic. All right. Um, let me, let me just quickly say, just segue here for a split second. Cause I don't know where you're segue, going. It's a segue, ladies and gentlemen. But here it comes. Are you ready? Alex segue Two, or actually, actually Alex segue. Segura. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Segura segue. Yes. Uh -huh. um, just, just to name some of the people that we we've had on the show here, um, because you were talking about people sharing and giving, you know, tips to this comedian. So, you know, author, as yeah. well as media uh, uh, expertise, uh, expert uh, Alex Segura, who worked with DC and Archie, and is also a mystery writer, a writer of mystery novels. So he was on the show. We had Jerry Kraft before and after Wait. he won yeah. know, all the awards. Way back, way yes. back. Yes, we had him on. And Jerry, you know, was a comic strip illustrator and, and writer um, who you know, just great kept paying guy. his dues, paying mm -hmm. his dues, paying his dues, paying his dues until he got that shot to be, you know, to that chance to do the graphic novel, The New Kid, which won Newbery Awards and the Coretta Scott King Award and all these other awards. Yeah. And it's a story that comes from his life experience. His but it also comes from him sticking with it. Yes. He's a great, great example of if you love it, and you continue to do it, it comes together. Yeah, absolutely. Then we had Tony Isabella. Yeah, yes. that was big. That was yes. a big one. Tony Isabella. Yes. Uh, Black Lightning. Black Lightning, yeah. And he was funny, too. Right. He's worth going back and listening to. Him. He was he, absolutely that. And poignant, because Tony talked about the inspirations, the things that caused him 
to eventually, you know, upon getting work uh, at DC, to eventually create Black Lightning along with Trevor Von Eden. Um, but, you know, some incident in Tony's life, his early life, that made such an impact on him that when he got the opportunity, this was a character that he wanted to see out there in the, in yeah. the marketplace. Uh, we also had another individual who is prominently known for uh, working with an influential African, African character, as opposed to mm -hmm. an African-American character. We had the wonderful Don McGregor on the Don show. Don McGregor. Right. Easiest interview ever. Hi, Don. And we were done. <laughs> because Don started talking and he just took it. He just took us on the ride for the entire hour plus. I think Still a great interview. Three questions. Three questions. But again, Don is known for his work with Black Panther, and in particular, Panther's Rage, which is a maxi-series, 12-issue maxi-series he wrote back, God, some 30, 40 years ago. Um, and that, but it's available in trade paperback. Right. And, but that storyline is the storyline that the movie was, was, was based on predominantly. Yeah. And so, you know, Don finally got that recognition uh, all those yeah. years later. If you pick up the Blu-ray or whatever of Black Panther, one of the extras or one of the features is a panel discussion. Right. With all these creators and stuff. And you got Kugler and you got some of the later writers. Of, and then you got this wee little lad. Yeah. <laughs> from, from, from Providence, Rhode Island or Kingston, Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, McGregor, yes. and he's just a part of him. And you can see he's so excited to, you know, just to see what he did then get thrown up on the screen and how many others and their work, how it influenced and it all came together in myth-making, you know? And, so beautiful. And, and another one of those examples of, as you just said a little while ago, Chris, if you're passionate about it, if you love it, stay with it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Don is a very passionate writer, a very passionate man, and the things that he is passionate about, he has stuck to or stood by. And, you know, it took, in certain cases, years yeah. For him to finally see, you know, the, reap the benefit of that or some yeah. benefit from that. But in his heart, he knew he was always steady on the compass. And, and just, you know, to remind our dozens of fans out there, uh, one of the great things, one of the asterisks uh, behind Don McGregor's name is that he is the one who put Alex Simmons in a film. <laughs> Detectives, Inc., and you can find some of that on YouTube. Don McGregor, Alex Simmons, Detectives, Inc. And it is worth seeing a young, intimidating, badass mofo <laughs> that is Alex Simmons as written and directed by Don McGregor. You don't cut me any slack, do you? Well, well, wait a second, wait a second. When there is, when there is a, a, an old and dear friend uh, Olden, we've been friends for a long time. That's you are true. immortal. Um, who has done so many things. It is right and just to tell our dozens of fans all the things oh that you have done. Oh God. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just straight reporting as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I obviously don't come armed enough to, to, to remind folks of all the stuff you've done, but you're, you're in it now. You're going to be in my crush here <laughs> because this guy has written a ton of stuff too, but we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to get better prepared next. Watch, what, watch this distraction, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I have a list of most of the other people we've had on. Should I run through it? 
Yeah, run through it. Go ahead. There you yeah, go. Right. Don't forget the doctors. Yes, okay. Dodge the bullet there. Yeah. Okay, so um, actually, there are many people out there, almost as many as our fans are, who believe I'm that this you. show, <laughs> Tell the Damn Story, stars Cassine Gaines. Yes. Because he has been on the show so often. That's um, right. Also, uh, like you said, uh, well, Omar Holman, yep. right? Right. A co-author of... I mean, Cassine's latest book, Footnotes, is getting national attention. Right. But Omar Holman might have the other book of the summer, which is Black Nerd Problems. He co-wrote that. And if you haven't seen it, fix that. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned Jared Kraft. We have Jim Beard and John C. Bruning, who we yep. had on recently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dr. Vanessa Hintz, Dr. Janina Scarlett, yep. uh, Alex Segura, which you mentioned. Jesse J. Holland, who is yes, both a journalist Black Panther, and the Tales author, of Wakanda. Was, he uh, edited Anthology. that, yeah. yes. Um, uh, we eulogized. We had a couple of eulogies uh, mm-hmm. on this show. One was Chadwick Boseman. Another yeah. one was Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, very alive and full of stories. The great Joe R. Lansdale gave us a yep. few. Yep. Um, Sisters in Crime, Presidents Linda Rawlings and Jane Kennedy. Uh, Kelly, Jane Kelly, not Jane Kennedy. Yeah. Though Alex would love to interview Jane Kennedy, yeah. well, and yeah, so I, would I. I wouldn't, I wouldn't but run don't from that tell, opportunity. Yeah. Don't tell the goddess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Sorry. Don't cancel us. It's not our fault. Panting, panting, panting. Yes. Um, uh, Michael Uslan. Yes. Uh, we had a whole episode where he was doing a talk. Um, from Don McGregor, we spoke about. The great Art Taylor, who I interviewed at Deadly Inc. Um, And then years later, he blindly picked uh, uh, Hellhounds, the first Hellhounds story, to be included in uh, Bujakan's 2020. Hellhounds, which was written by... The one and only Christopher Ryan. There you you go. There you go. All right. Um, Let's see. Who else? R.G. Belsky. Yep. Um, uh, former journalist in New York City for tons of different things, famously involved in uh, the most notorious New York Post headline ever, Headless Body in Topless Bar. He was, he was one of the guys, uh, one of the people who was involved in getting that headline in there. But he's done so much, and he has a great uh, series of uh, novels that out. He gave us an interview. Uh, Joab Stieglitz. Um, L. Uh, L. A. DiPaolo, Teal James Glenn, um, uh, Adi Tusalu, Adi Tusalu. Oh, Adoku. Talking about in places. Who is the um, chairman of the African Cartoon Center in Nigeria? We're going to talk about that because we're going to talk about how global this show is. But let's get through the rest of the list. Um, Janet Winters uh, writes about like horse mysteries. Yeah. Um, not not mysteries uh, where were, horses are solving them, but mysteries involving okay. the world of horse riding and horses. Yeah. Although although I think the horse community is waiting for that series. Yeah, that's and they, true. They too. do like reading when they're in their stalls. The winning mysteries. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Mark Whitley Wheatley, who is an artist, and uh, Henry Frankie, A. G. Sidransky, Carol uh, Grislander, Sarah Light Walker. Uh, Dion Stallworth, yep. Colin Richards, Eric Battle, and yes. and last but never least, one of one of our dozens of fans, the great 
Maureen Britt was interviewed here. Yes, too. this is true. And that, that we didn't get everyone, but I ran out of space. <laughs> There's just no more space here. Right. Um, you talked about... Um, well, you said international, so you know, yes. where have well, we, where, where yeah. we gone? Where, where we, we go gone? there. Well, we've been know, on the road. We've been on the again, road. Again, this is a, a, a partial list, but the places we've reported from or visited and interviewed people or brought back tales from. Yep. Okay. Um, Broadway. Yep. Absolutely. That was mostly Cassine Gaines. Uh, Pulp Fest in Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Deadly Inc. in South Jersey. Um, and uh, then I start, you know, I, uh, I kind of lose the travel privileges, you know, and then it becomes Alex Simmons, who I, he starts off, he starts off light, right? He just goes down to Philly for the ECBACC, which stands for? ECBAC, East Coast Black Age of Comics. That's right. And he goes, uh, we both have uh, reported from the New York City Comic Con, but he also goes to the San Diego Comic Con. This is still when he was national. And what did you do while you were there? What Uh, did you do? What did you pick up? Oh, okay. Well, I picked up an an Inkpot Award. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That was nice. That's the kind of people you're listening to. (laughs) All right, the one person. That's the the one person. (laughs) No, you've got um, some awards course, under your belt too. And then I the do. Second they're under time, my belt. The second time, that, they're only that big, so we can yeah, put yeah. them under the, the belt. The second um, time I was back in San Diego was for the Eisner Award judging. That's right. You were yeah. a judge for the Eisner Award. Because I remember Eisner I was Awards. standing in a in a skyscraper building overlooking downtown San Diego while recording our yes. episode. Yes, and not not the weirdest place. Like me recording from somewhere else is something that we've done fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, because you also recorded um, an episode with me while I was in another part of Jersey, and you were in... Yeah, which place uh, this time? Holy shit. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> where was it? Uh, Helsinki? Um, were, you in, uh, were you in Helsinki? Yeah, I was in Helsinki. Yes, you were, but there was another place... Um, was it Lagos, Nigeria? Was that where you were calling from? No, I wasn't. Or, in, uh, no, no. You, or, mm. I didn't. I didn't talk to you from Africa. I spoke to you from right. Russia. I spoke to you from Helsinki, Finland. Um, I right. believe I spoke to you from. Oh, there was another location. Uh, there was, and I wrote it down. But I, you should see this. This is ridiculous. Oh, Serbia. Serbia, yes, that yes, was the Serbia. other one. Yes. Serbia, yes. yes. Uh, and I'm standing by a train track in New Jersey outside a restaurant because, you know, my life's tough, you know, and, and the, standing up the goddess who is so patiently waiting inside while I record an entire episode with Alex and Alex is calling from Serbia, right? <laughs> so we have been, uh, he has been to Russia, to Helsinki, uh, Finland, to Serbia, we have brought back reports, okay, he has, from Africa, Lagos, Nigeria. Um, yeah, bro, bro. Oh, you've also talked about your um, hijinks in Hollywood. Um, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So, and, so and, ladies and, and gentlemen. There are a few more stories to come on that dun, dun, dun. one. Yes, but um, you know, we have, we have, we have, because, you know, we're getting close to the hour. Um, yeah. There was a couple of things that we said that we would, we would sort of announce 
in this episode. One of them is a your thing, right? My thing. Yes, you're, you're, we talked about this prior to the show. Uh, there was there was something. Well, oh yes, we definitely did not talk about my thing during no, the show. It's a family behave, show. Alex. Behave, uh, behave. <laughs> we talked about that you were about to embark. Well, I am in. I am. In, I am fully embarked. Yes, you are. You I have ship barked, has left, ladies and left the docks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Elvis has left the building, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Um, I'm retired, and uh, that has worked out. Yeah, from teaching. Um, so now. Years. From thirty years, thirty. I think that was enough to to respect respect the um, profession, which I love so much. And I may teach again sometime. I'd, I'd like to be an adjunct somewhere, but uh, not for this first year because it's going. To, I'm embarking on the life of a full time author, and um, I've noticed that um, since retirement, I've been. Uh, I don't know if I can use this word these days, but transitioning um, from teacher mode to writer mode and um i definitely needed as do so many uh teachers and other professionals i needed some time to heal from that covid year um but uh the full-time author mode is happening and um i'm finding myself inspired and reborn matter of fact um I was at uh, a reading for Horror Writers Association as a, as a member of the audience. And this horror poet, and then this horror um, writer, but also visual artist, uh, they performed back to back. And um, this, this story exploded out of me like aliens. Um, but it, it, I don't write. I don't write poetry um, as a go-to, you know, I have in the past and um, there are specific, very free form uh, poets that I enjoy and I've studied, but in the time they were performing while I was paying attention to them, I was also kind of writing at the same time. So it was very subliminal and subconscious and uh, the roughs of 10 poems came out. Uh, from a very specific point of view mm. and it has become narrative and uh, we're going to continue in that and we're going to see where it goes um, but I'm excited about that and excited I have a, a book that has been rewritten and it's finished I have another one that um, I have to decide what to do with it but it's almost there I have another uh, follow up to Genius High or linked to Junior's High, and that's two-thirds done. Um, it's gonna it's a very productive year. So um, yes. if you can give me one minute. Yes, I, think I, we I, I hear your, your young one. Not, I hear the dog, yes. The hound. The hound. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Ooh, my nose. Come here, that's, that's, that's his bow wow. Who's on, uh, come head come of on, security buddy. at Seamus Nunzio. Uh, you want to be on the show? Come on. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. That was that was security. I don't know who wants to be on the show. We're gonna find out. He wants to be behind the show. He's behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen. So you've been in here so long. He's checking. He's checking on security. You know. Actually, there's a there's a puppy here as well, and he's no longer a puppy. He feels like he's mature, and he doesn't want to hear anything. Come here, Baba. He doesn't want to hear anything about that puppy. So uh, I will give you a rare behind-the-scenes look. 
is a guest room, not our room, but. Uh, Where'd he go? Oh, there he is. There, ah. there he is. There's Sonny. Sonny. Thank you, you for say, the sunshine. Say hello to everybody. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, right, Sonny. How you doing? <laughs> How are you? You okay? He's like, you know, that, that puppy, bro. So we might get, you know, we might be distracted there. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening with me. Um, stay tuned. Lots of, lots of stuff coming out. Um, and Alex, there was something that you were going to announce as well. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a couple did I cover of everything I was supposed to cover? I, I believe you did, sir. You did. And, and I will, well, you know, succinctly. Ladies and gentlemen, I will now it's time yeah. for Alex Simmons to reveal all. Yes. Uh, You've been waiting for all. it. No, never Here's all. Here's the never full all. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It was the full Monty. Um, I, 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 I had this eclectic life uh, creatively, and uh, as Chris has, has so you know, fondly uh, pointed out, I've done a lot of stuff, and I've traveled and all that kind of thing, and I'm very, very pleased and honored uh, to Well, have, you've had a lot of time. Yeah, right. Thank, thank you, Chris. Thank you. So you are going to get pummeled. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm still, I think because I tend to try and look forward, I'm always looking forward to what's next or what I can do next or who I can help next or however that works, that I sometimes forget to take a moment to uh, reflect on what I've done and where I've been and, and what I've accomplished. And so um, about a week ago, I was looking at a stack of old notebooks of, you know, ideas and bits and pieces of dialogue and stories and things like that. I was thinking, I'm going to throw out all these spiral notebooks. I'm probably never going to get back into them, even though I keep saving them because I want to. Nah, no, I'm going to throw them out. And I get a phone call or a, a message from a friend, and I respond to it, and I get into this conversation with him. And to make a long story short, at the end of the conversation, the friend, who is a, a friend and also a, 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 an associate, um, makes a request of me that threw me for a loop, and I, I, I reacted in two ways. One, I was, I was stunned, surprised, pleasantly surprised and stunned, and quietly sat there for a moment thinking about this, and, and I will say what that request or offer was in a moment. And then, because I had been looking at all this stuff that I had done, and it also made a list of things that I had written, which sort of surprised me because I'd forgotten I'd written so much stuff. Um, it sort of quieted me down as opposed to going, oh, no, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. I went, oh, really? Okay. And so I took a few days to think about it, and I finally, you know, agreed. Uh, Did you agree to, Alex? Yeah, yes. The archivist at Columbia University has asked me to donate some of my works, which is not only the things that I have written, but the notes and the process and some speeches and things that I've made and all of that to donate a certain amount of that material to the Columbia University archives. How about that, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? And I'm, you know, I'm, 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 still, I'm still kind of thrown because there's some heavies. There's some heavy, heavy, heavy people that I respect tremendously, people who are extremely well, well known, uh, who've had this honor bestowed upon them and um, to be included in that I feel, I feel in some ways a little bit more so, but I feel a little bit like I did when the Inkpot Award uh, was offered too. Snuck up on you. Yeah, it does. It sneaks up on you. And, 
And, you know, I hold both of these things in, in esteem, in great esteem. Of course. And, and then, you know, as I've done in both cases, I look at who else has been and I go, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that just goes to show everybody that Alex Simmons is the esteemed Alex Simmons. <laughs> and I am esteem adjacent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the adjunct this team. There you go. But oh, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing, but it also is it's you know, it's a typical thing for you, Alex, because you do not spend a lot of time thinking about your greatness. Oh, I am Alex Simmons. You just live your life and and collect experiences, which is a beautiful way to, to live your life. Um but you also, it's, a, it, it's probably the ultimate lesson. And for episode 200, that's a fantastic thing. It's the ultimate lesson that it's about the work. Mm. You know, there are so many writers that, you know, I'm going to write this book and it's going to be a bestseller and I'm never going to have to work again. And I don't know what that job is that you're applying for, but it's not being an author. You know, <laughs> it's not, you know, yeah. and, you, and, and, and you have been someone who has, you know, I did a profile on you for um, Pulp Fest, and you didn't find it in pulpfest.com. But it, you know, it kind of categor- uh, catalogs your earliest adventures, collecting experiences and, 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 and storytelling, where you went down a dark alley and knocked on a door, and there's a shadowy room full of men you didn't know. And you and your buddy went in there, and you could have, anything could have happened. <laughs> But what did happen was you got to watch, you know, old time serials with them, you know, uh, uh, pulp adventures and that kind of stuff. And that's a truly unique Alex Simmons experience, you know. And then you turn around and say, wow, that was so great. Uh, And your buddy was like, that was so great. My dad has a camera. So you made your own uh, uh, serial, you know. And, And that's the Alex Simmons method, you know, absorb art. Be, uh, uh, learn from art, be influenced and energized by art and create art. And that has been you and my experience of you. And then support art because uh, that's what you've done my whole, my entire time that I've known you. My, your first job was to serve this guy. I don't know what he's doing, but let's see what we can do with that play he wrote for us. You know, so yeah, that's Alex Simmons, well, ladies well, and gentlemen. You know- and Columbia is right. I know they were worried. They wanted to know what I thought. Columbia was right. <laughs> <laughs> Columbia is, you just saw the entire campus go, whoo, thank God. Yeah, the Chris pressure. says we're, we're doing good. Let's go for it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, let me, let me just throw this down there, too, that uh, for all of the 35-plus years that I've known you, uh, you have been equally uh, giving and growing. You've been growing as an artist and as a person. You've been giving constantly of your experiences, your talents, and your viewpoint uh, to students, to your students. You've dedicated to your students tremendously. And one can look at just two in particular that I can think of, uh, Cassine Gaines and Omar Holman. Both of whom have the books of the summer. Yeah, you know, and and they they both give credit where credit is due. You were a That's part. right, their editor. I'm no. going to smack you in a moment. Did I did I interrupt while you were doing the soliloquy? 
I'm so, so sorry. You know, bottom line is you were there, you helped encourage them and, and you know, give them that little nudge to say, yeah, keep on going down that creative path. Keep exploring. I got your back. You know, you can always knock on my door and I'll give you whatever tips I can. And you did. And, and literally they are where they are now and they still come knocking even just to say hello. So, you know, I feel that in your retiring and taking this time now, this is your time and, and you're certainly entitled to it. I do feel in some ways that those students who have had you gained uh, some. I see what you did there. Yeah. Seeing gains. Thank yeah, is that cute? Shut up. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, it, it is, it is fortunate if other students somewhere down the line also have a chance to spend some time with you because you have a lot to give. Well, and that, you know, that's what I have to say. Well, and thank on you that, very much. And hopefully, you know, I'd love it to be, you know, in, in tutorials and cons or conventions or, um, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, I want to get a few more things traditionally published um, and then maybe we'll adjunct somewhere, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe we'll just start with one of those local, you know, you get that flyer or that little booklet, uh, adult, uh, adult learning, you know, yeah. you can learn yeah, it, you know, uh, taekwondo or sewing yeah. or <laughs> meditation or, or mystery writing, tool <laughs> massage yeah. or writing with Chris yeah. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will say that, um, that would be fun. what we're, what we're going <laughs> to, what we're going to say as we wind this up is that the journey we've been on for over six years uh, and, and that have led to two uh, versions of Tell the Damn Story being this one that's, that's reached its 200th episode is that, again, we've been about uh, sharing the creative experience, uh, sharing our experiences of it, sharing what we, we can to aid others in their pursuits, um, and also you know, applauding many of the accomplishments that have been made, the creative experiences that have been you know, successful out there from television and films and books and short stories and poetry and music uh, and diverse audiences and diverse crowds and diverse creators. That's, that's a lot of what we've tried to do with the show. And I know that as we go forward, however many episodes are, are ahead of us, that we will try and do that and more. And so we would hope that you will continue mm -hmm. to stop by every week, you know, and enjoy whatever we can put out there and also contribute. Let us know what you're thinking, what you would like to hear, what, what your thoughts are about what we've said, uh, what's tripping you up in your creative pursuits, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. And we'll respond as best we can. But it's been a good run and I look forward to the next phase. There you go. Me too. Okay. It's All been right. an so honor I'm, and a pleasure, sir. Thank you, sir. Even and, in this void. Did, ditto to you too. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to let you go jump into the pool, wherever it is that you are in the Jersey Shore there, uh, where everybody else is, and I'm yeah. going to go get a cool drink and put get my feet up. Water. Yes. <laughs> okay, so everybody right, take care. Ladies and gentlemen, thank, I'd like to thank all 12 of you. Uh, no, I'm, I know we have a little more than that. I'm we have dozens. I swear I'm going to smack them. And the please, moment we do this show face-to-face, -face, I'm going to smack you once. Please tell your friends Yeah. so that we can get more than dozens. Yeah, that would more be cool. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah so the we'll world, start, the we'll, world, we'll start selling weird things. Yeah, <laughs> take care, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Peace, brother. It is always a pleasure.